podcast time <laughs> welcome everybody to ticket talk where we talk about real connections it's your host dakota jones and his wife jet who is also an equivalent equal host that is true did i say co-host or main host no no i just noticed in the past i i'm used to saying and i'm his wife jet which makes me feel like it's Dakota's show mm. and I'm just the wife. I think your name's first on the like cover art and everything. Maybe. Well, I made the cover art. You did make the cover <laughs> art. I could see why that. Anywho, I was just making it clear. We at 50-50 fam. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, we're 50-50 with everything. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a beautiful Monday. It's actually not that beautiful. It's currently storming and it's very hot at the we're same on time. A tornado watch. Yeah. Ooh. So we're not recording in our normal space. You might hear a little bit more echoes. We're actually recording in our beautiful living room, not Yay. in the super hot attic because it is <laughs> legitimately 90 degrees up there and like 80% humidity. You may have noticed in our last like probably two episodes that we're very low energy or we're like struggle bussing through to like. Yeah find any energy that we have to give to you all and this time we just decided to take it into our own hands and move to a cooler room yeah even though we like our podcast room it's just might be a spring fall winter podcast room and summer is for the living room and that's great yeah we'll see how it turns out i think we might have to stay here we just we have the air conditioner three feet away from us it's Mm -hmm. currently turned off right now but it is heavenly in here yeah i'm feeling amazing it's great outside is like 80 something and like 100 percent humidity yep and we're supposed to get like quarter size hail what? tornadoes yeah I, it's supposed to be like a pretty severe hail? thunderstorm oh, shoot yeah i know i'm not excited about it another reason why we weren't in the attic is because the roof would have been ding 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 oh, the yeah. whole time but that's true anyway aside from today though how's your how's your week well, I'm just checking the date so we don't get it wrong. So today is Monday, June 26th. Yes, and we are here to talk about the movie No Hard Feelings, mm-hmm. which we saw yesterday. Yep, and it came out this year in theaters. So yeah, it's a it came new out one. like last week, this week? It, like Yeah, a few days ago. Yeah. It's a I, pretty new one. I, I know, I feel like we, the past two episodes, I think, have been older movies. Mm-hmm. And so we finally thought this one was worthy of watching and review. And I think it was. And I'm yeah. so excited to talk about it. It's relationship-based, at least. And I think uh, we all will find some good nuggets of info from it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or maybe some not-so-good nuggets. But I love nuggets. Time will tell. How was your week? Oh, boy. Well, it's only Monday, so... Back to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had a low-key, weird, mm-hmm. hashtag, off weekend. I know. I was. We were going around the horn <laughs> at work today talking about our weekends, and everybody didn't do a single really? thing except my one coworker who's, like, super type A. She did, like, three garden parties and, like, went to something in New Jersey or something oh. like that, but... Everyone else said they didn't do anything. I didn't even remember what we did. Yeah, we honestly were not on our game or mentally prepared for like a bunch of mid 80 degree days in a row because as you'll learn from the beginning of our podcast, we're not used to humidity yet. No, we're from dry heat. So 
we were being kind of weenies this weekend and did not have our house set up accordingly to cool us off. And I think we have a good system now, like we mentioned. Thank God. AC units downstairs. Feeling a lot better. Feeling spry. Yeah. It, it Honestly, I beat myself so much. I beat up myself so much. <laughs> I beat myself so much. Um, about having air conditioning, because I know it's not good for the planet and all that stuff. And so I just never turn them on. Uh, but God, what a luxury. It, it is time. It is time. It mm-hmm. seriously, it was time. Yeah. The house was unlivable there for so, a bit. And so. we, <laughs> I feel like we learned this weekend in our relationship that if it's too hot outside and too humid outside, our tolerance for criticism is gone. <laughs> Bar is on the floor. Um, we were fighting about nothing. Yeah. I, basically all week, which is probably why I don't remember what the hell we exactly. did. Exactly. I mean, this weekend we were just trying to find stuff to do, which is why we're a day ahead in our podcast schedule. Typically we watch our movie Monday night and record Tuesday night. Well, mm-hmm. we were so bored and hot. We're like, where can we go? Yeah. That is cold. And we thought the movie theater is a lovely place to go. We also went to the mall three days in a row and yeah. didn't buy a single thing. Nope. So you can imagine how depressing that is. Yeah. We did go to the movie theater three days in a row. Can you remember what movie movies theater? we saw? Yeah, didn't we? No. We, we've seen two movies this weekend. That's right. Asteroid City and, mm-hmm. and this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do a mini review of Asteroid City. What you got? Seven out of ten. Thanks for coming, folks. This has been Ticket... To- no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would rate... What's it called? Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Probably just like a 6.5. Yeah, yeah. Story-wise, I didn't get it. it the went story o- <laughs> was not great. It went over yeah. my head a little bit too much. And also, whatever theater we were in, it was hot. And so I was disappointed. <laughs> so anyway, but the movie was beautiful. Like, you cannot like deny that it's just everything else about it was great but the story was so uninspired and just not worth watching and not worth i don't know i am scared to go that far but i would say i wouldn't i wouldn't see that movie twice would i want prints of that movie hung in my house Yes, yes absolutely would i watch the movie again for that like recognition of being like a super fan no I almost feel like if the movie had no dialogue at all, that would have been better. Yeah. Actually, like make it an hour shorter and make it a silent film. Yeah. And then I mean, genu- that's great. Genuinely, I'm not scared to go there. I thought it was okay. I thought it was very okay. I thought the story was maybe not worth telling, but I thought it was worth watching. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Maybe maybe wait till you're home. I don't think that's one you have to see in theaters no, to appreciate. Yeah. And it's just a short little review because we genuinely can't remember what we did last week because we were so brain this dead. Weekend. Yeah, I, yeah, we were hot. We were snippy. There was some thrifting. There was some window shopping. Yeah. And there was some critiques on driving and critiques on <laughs> dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we moved on with our lives. Yep. I crossed a double yellow to pass somebody and that ruined a day. And yep. then Jet washed a popcorn bowl in the dishwasher <laughs> without washing it out first. And that, that was ru- a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I to mean, make any other people who have relationship anxiety feel okay though we also are very good at acknowledging when we're being snippy and overcoming very quickly but it yeah. we just noticed ourselves that we were just like annoyed so easy yeah. and that's it we everything's been made up it's all fine and when we <laughs> fight it's not fighting it's just being quiet and then 
wondering if the other person's okay and getting anxious about it. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then we ask if we should talk about it and then we say yes. And then we both acknowledge being annoyed and then we move on with our lives. Yeah. The one thing I did want to talk about from this weekend that like I even forgot to talk about at work today, but we have new neighbors. Oh, oh yeah. We have brand new next door neighbors, not up the road neighbors, anything like, like that. We share a driveway. We share a driveway with these people. Mm-hmm. They are two folks from New York. They're mm-hmm. a younger couple mm-hmm. i would say and i'm delighted to report that they're actually pretty cool yeah which definitely is awesome. upgrade from our previous neighbor who just gave uh, gaslighting I crazy don't, i don't know vibes. How to, no is it so mean to say she was like serving witch in the woods yes <laughs> yes she was so like she looks like the kind of woman that would eat kids in a stew. Like she would make a cauldron <laughs> <laughs> and ask you to take a little sip. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was constantly yelling at her kid and her dog. Yeah. Um, always ignoring us whenever we would say, oh, hey, neighbor. She'd say, it's, oh, I almost said her name. <laughs> it's my name. And we'd have to be like, oh, sorry, your name. We, we know it's your name. It's just we like a way neighbor, to greet your neighbors to, to say you. hi, neighbor. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. She wasn't fun. <laughs> and and then, then on the very yes, last day, yes, she was being so chipper. She oh was walking all she around the neighborhood. The shit out of you! <laughs> it was so annoying. She w- she walked up to me on her last day in town and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that our um, German Shepherd was barking all the time. Like I was just trying to figure that out, and we never said anything. It was a little annoying, but I am a good, nice person, so I just." I've never said anything or addressed it with her. And frankly, it didn't really bother me all that much. Um, And then she's like, I always meant to like invite you over with your little pug Vito so that our dogs could play in my fenced backyard. It seemed like they always wanted to play and blah, blah, blah. It's like, and then what? Get this guys. Like, mind you, we share a driveway. Mm -hmm. Okay. We see this girl, this lady every day. Yeah. Well, she was out of town a lot. To be fair, but whenever she was in town, yeah, we park in the same driveway. So we'd see her like, you know, a, at least a couple times a week, mm-hmm. at least. Um, and like close quarters too, like within 10 feet, like, hey, hey, how's it going? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Well, the other thing she did was so we were trying to be cutesy neighbors and we baked all the neighbors, like, we baked like literally 200 cookies. Well, Yes. Before we get to that, though, I want to finish your first point, which oh. is that she never invited us over for the right, dogs to play right. together. Well, yeah, but that she was acknowledging that when she said that, though, she was like, oh, I always meant to say that. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. So it was that's like, what annoyed me is like, oh, I always meant to be nice. You yeah, know? It was like, like a, a call after your birthday. Right. And like, oh, I meant to call. <laughs> but this one is worse. So we passed out. We got cute little Christmas tins and passed out cookies, like homemade from we scratch. We made like 75 to 90 cookies. Uh, I would say literally 200. We made like... Whoa, that's a big swing. 200 cookies? Well, We most, had maybe like 10 in the a bin. The recipes we made were at least two to three dozen each, Coda. Not two to three dozen. Yes, huh? Do oh, you think I guess I'm forgetting the little ball snowballs. things. Yeah, we no, made you're right. You're right. Seven you're right. layer bars. We f- hand frosted we sugar cookies. We made a cookies. lot of donuts. Yeah. Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> God. Anyway, so we brought her a tin, right? Around Christmas. I am 
not that kind of neighbor where I don't expect or want or need anything in return. It was just like a making ourselves known. Like we gave people our phone numbers just in case there was like an emergency. And we were just introducing ourselves because that mm-hmm. was our first holiday season in town. We thought we would, you know, make ourselves known because you never know what comes up. Well, so like I said, the day I ran into her, the day she was leaving town, she was like, oh, and I I had a Christmas card sitting on my table this whole time and I just never got it over to you. I am so sorry. I'm like, girl, it is June. (laughs) I know what you smell like. We are so close to each other every day. What do you mean? Like, word to the wise i know there are people out there who overthink gift giving and don't find joy from it dakota and i love giving gifts i know there are people out there who like overthink get anxiety always forget to bring something blah 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 if you're like more than a week late just don't and then never bring it up again and then that's it it's fine yes like Honestly, gift giving is more for the giver than it is the receiver. And it was. It was so yes. nice and fun to do that. Yeah. And we got a few little po- or things back, little yeah. packages of them explaining who they were and stuff. Yeah. It was so sweet. Like from other neighbors. From yeah. other neighbors. Not from her. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. She Very just... specifically from every other neighbor <laughs> except, except the her. one we share a driveway with. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, we're excited to have some new energy with our driveway neighbors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there might yeah, be a I'm better I'm hoping we vibe. can help each other out. It seems like they have cats. They have house issues. We have house issues. Mm-hmm. We have cats. Like there's vibes to be had. Right. Yeah. And they have already done better because they've been much more welcoming than our old neighbor yeah. ever was. Well, they've so. been very outreaching too. They're right. first time homeowners. And, yeah. So yeah. I feel like we have a lot of nuggets of wisdom to pass along to them i'm sure most of the block does i I see them constantly talking to all the other neighbors too so we're not gonna overwhelm them i just hope they're doing well um but it's nice to have new neighbors especially people that i'm not scared of or wanting to avoid constantly right or trying not to sip out of their cauldron yeah (laughs) (laughs) anywho should we talk about this movie uh fine Okay, so the movie is called No Hard Feelings. You've probably seen it marketed because I think movies are kind of stepping up their game as of late. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but a lot well, of... Well, this the- is like an A-rate movie. This is like a full-on movie. Right, yeah. But I feel like there's some pretty big movies that are like big actor movies or ones that we thought would be super interesting that we saw in theaters that got no press or marketing. And mm-hmm. so they just like were in theaters for like a week or two and then no one ever talked about them so it's kind of exciting to talk about one that is more of the times and i can tell more eyebrows are raised and when we went to see it the whole theater was packed yeah we were sitting in the front row which we were not expecting yeah and like even the front row was filled right next to us it was Mm -hmm. insane yeah so um basically it is a movie that came out this year as we mentioned and it has jennifer lawrence she's the lead role um, i forgot how much i like jennifer she's lawrence too, america's, if I just say that. what would you call it america's sweetheart sort of mm, sure yeah. yeah something like that yeah yeah i feel like i don't know it she's like the generation right below like margot robbie so i feel like everyone has like a blonde very good actor who could be all hot yet sensitive and play 
like has the acting chops so they are in all the films because everyone loves to look at him and watch them be good at what they're doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what jennifer lawrence is that's a great way to put it and she has taken a break i know she just recently had a baby did you know that no i yeah. didn't know that so that's why she hasn't been in films for a couple of years because she's being a mom oh good Maternity for her that leave. makes me like her even more yeah and i heard a little interview the other day from jennifer lawrence who said oh <laughs> heard a little interview i watched the hot wings episode oh gotcha <laughs> which is an interview um but yeah she said that she was not planning on working for a while because mm-hmm. she had a kid but then her like whoever wrote the screenplay or whatever for this film yeah um casted her in it and she wanted to do it so bad because apparently for this movie for this movie because guess what this movie is based on a real craigslist ad that a writer found oh my god yeah which we'll get into what the movie's about Yeah, yeah yeah but um and they wrote an entire movie about it and then jennifer lawrence and the writer were like loling so much about it that she just she came out of her retirement to do it that makes me so happy because i i come from a background of watching kind of raunchy relationship movies Mm -hmm. and this is right up the alley this movie is a pretty hard rated r Mm -hmm. i'll just let people know that uh going in there's some pretty explicit nudity and tons of dirty jokes quite a few yeah um but I and just, I loved the, the snot out of it. I thought it was so fun. And then the other main character is, uh, so J- Jennifer Lawrence is playing Maddie. And then Andrew Fieldman is playing Percy. And those are basically the only character names that you need to know to kind of get through this movie. Yeah, it's mostly focused around them. And then you can kind of categorize everyone else into Maddie's friends or Percy's friends. But mm-hmm. this movie kind of got mixed reviews too, which I, I guess I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's normally that way with i feel like raunchier films it's sitting on rotten tomatoes which is the review site that we prefer with a critic score of 68 percent, which is right in line with imdb which is at 6.8 but the audience gave it an 88 i feel like the audience if they're seeking out this kind of film are already kind of a raunchier crowd and i feel like that's why they appreciate it more yeah i can see that yeah aside from that i know it's only been out for a few days it's currently sitting in the box office at 15.1 million dollars with a budget of 45 mil i'm assuming 44 of it went to (laughs) j-law yeah no kidding it's it's not a very fancy but well i guess there were some other big names in it too but um there were a couple cameos i i really don't feel like they're even worth mentioning though because they're small yeah there's the one guy from inspector gadget that i recognize but (laughs) i don't know who that is i don't think what I really, really? you've never seen inspector I gadget have, but it's been so long i couldn't pick him out of no, a there's lineup inspector gadget man and then that that guy in the bear who's just like oh ab- the loading up his resume right cousin. now he's in everything cousin yeah. from the bear and then he was in star wars recently too yeah yeah you had mentioned that yeah he's, in he's getting a lot of right work now. yeah i know uh and then john mulaney has a cameo john mulaney are yeah. you thinking of the bear no john mulaney's in this movie when He's in it like three times. He's the friend who's in the room at a party or something. Am I thinking? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of the bear. I know. The show. <laughs> oh my God. Which we just finished. We just finished when it. When worlds collide. Wait, 
What does John Mulaney do in the bear show? John Mulaney is in the Christmas episode of the bear. So, oh, God. This oh. is spoilers. I don't even want to be talking about we this. We won't. We won't then. But John a, Mulaney we, is which not Which we also in this watched movie. last night. <laughs> he might be. I was kind of convinced, he's but I don't know. He's not in this movie. No, I That's don't think hilarious. he's in this movie. He's like, John wow. Mulaney the friend? It's That's like, why. No. It's like my brain knew. We just finished the bear probably 30 minutes ago, guys. I'm so sorry for the spoilers and stuff. Um, well, we haven't said any spoilers. Well, I, I was surprised John Mulaney was in it. but Well, yeah. that's not a spoiler. His character, it's like a cameo yeah, again. it's like 15 yeah. minutes of screen time yeah. at most. Again, spoiler, I'm so sorry. Oh, um, well, that's funny. Well, That's you know. embarrassing for me specifically, but let's what can you do when you've watched as many shows and movies <laughs> as i have to get through this heat let's take a second and lick our wounds we'll, we'll get through this ad break and then we'll dive into this movie how's that sound sounds good to me okay see you in a second folks bye, bye. thanks for listening to this episode of ticket talk folks we're happy to have you here and we wanted to remind you that this is a self-produced itty bitty widow podcast (laughs) and we need your help we're trying to build a community and we don't do anything to promote this podcast on any platform so it's it's all by word of mouth and if you see our instagram reels or something like that if you guys could do your part and just share it or tell people that you know about it that would be such a huge help in growing this community yeah you could drop a comment um we're available on spotify or apple podcasts which it's super helpful on there for you know the old algorithm to leave us a review say what you like about us there maybe don't like stir up some drama and get things moving so people can discover our itty bitty little podcast yeah like rate subscribe tell everyone about it tell your mom your mom's friend angie your dad your dad's dead friend carl um your work wife your i would encourage you especially if you're an intern at a you know top 10 tech company to send it in a reply all format yeah email. and just play it off as an accident yes yeah to everyone at your company uh-huh and they should be like oops it's just a little baby podcast <laughs> i didn't mean to <laughs> do that i didn't mean to but it's up to so anyway you know how to use the internet you know how to listen to your favorite podcasts and engage with folks we just hope that you do it with us go go team, team. Welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody. Hi. We are going to be talking about exclusively spoilers moving forward. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, stop right now. Go Mm -hmm. pause. Go watch the movie. Come back to us. Or if you want just to not care about spoilers and stick around for a story and some banter between two people who love each other very much. Yeah. You can stay. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me with the summary, Jetty. You got it. Okay. So, on the brink of losing her home, Maddie, played by Jennifer Lawrence, finds an intriguing job listing. Helicopter parents looking for someone to bring their introverted 19-year-old son out of his shell before college. She has one summer to make him a man or die trying. Bum, bum, bum. What do you think of the concept? Well, with the, okay, so with the context that I already talked about, um... Because I saw the interview, it kind of made it a little bit better about her saying, like, it's based on a real Craigslist ad. And it's like this shock and like genuine feeling of like, how could parents possibly be doing this? And the fact that it is a real posting. 
Yeah. I thought was very interesting. It's also insulting that it's like for like an old Buick. Yeah. The car is like not great. Yeah. The car she's going for is like a 90s Buick. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe 2005. What other context did she give to the story? Um... Just Not that much. it was real, but they don't right. know what actually happened with it. It just inspired the thing. Well, I they know about that summary, mm-hmm. right? Because that doesn't spoil the plot. You know, we do know it's no, about... talking about J-Law, talking with the director about it, or the screenwriter. Well, the interview I was watching was on the Hot Wings thing. So oh, okay. she wasn't like, she's there to market the movie. She she's not going to like spoil it. it. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. No, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I think it was kind of a funny if not a little unbelievable yeah. setup for a line, just cause like it, it is funny. It's, <laughs> it is funny. It's just, it's so insulting that like parents, first of all, would do this. And mm-hmm. then second of all, think that they could pay a sex worker with like, Oh, what do we have around the house? Uh, just, <laughs> what, what's so that old true. Buick sitting in the garage? Like, let's do that. Let's not pay him money. Like, why would they need money? <laughs> You're looking for a rusty nail? <laughs> Come find our son in our basement. Willing to trade slightly used air compressor works on Mondays <laughs> for some girl's legs. I don't know. So weird. It's so Bring funny. Bring your flapjacks to my son's <laughs> face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honey, dude, <laughs> flapjacks to the face. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay, but yeah, so overall, the concept is helicopter parents posting the ad, trading her services for a car. This yeah. opens up with her. She answers the ad after a little bit of debating. Mm-hmm. We learn that basically she is having money troubles because she's in a place that's being gentrified. Yeah. And so she, apparently her house got willed to her by her dead mother. And so she doesn't have to make a house payment on it because it's paid off, but the taxes are so high. She can't afford it on her like waitress salary. Mm -hmm, Therefore mm -hmm. her, you know, need for a like mode of transportation goes up because her car just got impounded because she's not responsible and blah 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 well she you mentioned she's an uber driver too and that's how she makes most of her money during the summers yeah i didn't mention that so the the thing is is that she loses her car at the beginning of the movie uh because it's getting repoed because she can't afford it Mm -hmm. and due to that she basically can't uber drive anymore and so she which means she would lose her house because she couldn't pay the taxes on can't afford to pay the taxes even though the house is paid off yeah all that stuff so but anyway (laughs) She sees this ad and so ensues the movie. So incites the movie. So So the movie ensues. So the movie is started. Suing the movie is illegal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want to make fun of me about? No. God. Anyway, um, what's the first thing you want to talk about with this? Well, maybe we could kick off with um, we meet her, the parents, right, of the son yeah and this is when we realize we get to know the people who are kicking the locals out of town yeah right yeah so we're introduced to a few kind of like nastier ones where they're like at the bar and they like want to pay her extra so that they can have her open before she's ready to be open and stuff they're very pushy and rude but yeah yeah so basically we learn that in this resort town, wherever they're at, there's the locals who are basically getting priced out of the town they live in because it's so beautiful and picturesque. And all these rich people are coming in, acting like they own the place and being rude to the locals. So she hates them, but she needs something from them. So she meets the parents and they're in like this big, huge 
beautiful like modern mansion and i'm pretty sure they're just vacationing there yeah like it's like their summer home yeah or whatever you kind of get that impression yeah i think she's willing to take on the ad of dating their son for a vehicle because she basically already has a vendetta against this group of people and doesn't mind taking advantage of any of them to like stay like where she's rooted Mm -hmm. in this house i think she's even she says as much she says like uh you know they use us every day like why don't i use them this one time so yeah so that's why we kind of learn why someone could even be willing to do this and i feel like it's worth mentioning that she is 32 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in the ad they it's very relevant to the movie yes and in the ad they posted looking for someone early to mid 20s to like help our son become a man Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. and the son is 19 so he just graduated high school but he's a teenager and so obviously that's a little sticky icky weirdness let's talk about that do you think so 19 to 32 is what it ends Mm -hmm. up being problematic Uh, yeah you think so yeah yeah i think so too i'm glad we're in agreement on that remember you when you were 18 i thought you were gonna say when i was 32 (laughs) it's like i'm not 32 not yet four and a half years and Mm -hmm. you will be um I remember you and all of our cohort. So Dakota and I lived in a like, uh, what would it be called? A uh, unisex dorm where each floor had a different gender on it. So I was on a yeah. girl's floor and Dakota was below me on a, on the guy's floor. Mm-hmm. And all those 18 year old boys I met who 18 to 19, that was their freshman year of college. They were all horrible. And honestly, you were one of them who was not that still better than the most of them. But as far as like your morals really weren't like you didn't have you were aimless, right? We, I'm not trying to be that. <laughs> what is this? I'm <laughs> we're reviewing a movie, okay, not me. I know. I'm just saying a 19 year old little baby boy who just finished high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like all the guys I remember from that age in college were like going out, getting their, you know, alcoholism a kickstart and their tobacco addictions going yeah and doing problematic halloween costumes and (laughs) you know what i mean these are all about me i'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that a 32 year old woman and a 19 year old man are eons yeah i mean i would say to your very drawn out, very <laughs> negative, very Sorry. critical point hey. about me for for some reason. Well. Is to say that in the movie, it's portrayed as like, they're not that different, blah, blah, blah. And sure, like, I have friends who are like 45 and I get along with them. I genuinely, like, I love them. I think they're so great. But a 32-year-old to a literal teenager, that's a stark difference, yeah. bro. And it's not how it would be portrayed in the movie. Like, this kid's brain is not fully developed. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but like he's still growing up and she's like, your youngest brother adult. is about the same age and yeah. it would be like you, but older, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's crazy. That's a huge gap. Like, no, I it's, I don't even know why we're debate. Like we are agreeing. It's super problematic. Well, <laughs> it's cause like, I think a lot of people try to justify age gaps. Maybe we should talk about the variations of age gaps and sure, what we think sure. is okay or not. Okay. Okay. I think five years or less after the age of 25, 
five years or less after the age of 25 mm-hmm. because that's tight less years the earlier you are make so much more of a difference because we all have frontal lobes in our brain and they aren't done cooking until mm-hmm. usually until between like 21 and like 23 i think Mm -hmm. and for women i think it's like maybe 20 and 21 and men it's like 22 23 like quite literally our brains are not formed yeah and so if you think about it like uh that when i say below 25 think of how much like you changed between getting to college and the age of 25 and those seven years between 18 and 25 for everyone though i mean i had awoken i went to therapy and did all kinds of stuff i know but i feel like most people when they like fly the coop and they you know start making their own friends and making their own money and like acknowledge it's leave the nest not fly the coop fly the coop is a thing (laughs) (laughs) jump the dump sure continue (laughs) with your point Uh, but anyway so could you imagine a like a 19-year-old even dating a 25-year-old? In some cases, maybe. I would say, here's here's my thing. is like, I would say up until like 26, like stay in your own yard. Like 26-year-olds date like 25 and 26-year-olds. 19-year-olds date 19 to 20-year-olds, that kind of thing. After 25, 26, maybe like up to 30, that kind of area have at it like go you know date a 45 year old if oh, you want to or I, whatever I see what you're saying. anything past like 28 you can't go down but you can go up if you want yeah and i think it's worth talking about i think this is a great segue <clears throat> into like power dynamics because yeah. that's when i maybe it's because i'm a female and i'm like on defense mode mentally thinking about how people could take advantage of certain things about other people because a lot of times the stereotype is it's a younger woman and an older man Mm -hmm. and it's kind of this agreement i suppose that the power dynamic is she's hot sexy and he's money bags type of thing and so which is how it is in this but age reverse right yeah exactly so i don't know well, I, let's, can, let, I can see what you're saying but i just i no 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 no. we're we're saying the same thing we think the 32 to 19 is a bit much right i don't know but i'm gonna be a little bit controversial and actually say my opinion for once and not be so scared i stand by my 25 or 25 after five years. 25 you should be within five years of the person you're with i'm not going to like outwardly judge or be mean and terrible to someone but as personally my goal as a human being is to be with and married to the one person i am with and married to for the rest of my life yeah and i've taken sociology and i have some kind of like deep set in beliefs about successful relationships and when you are in different generations or have different upbringings Mm -hmm. that cause you to just not be on the same flow or like not be in sync with your goals and aspirations. Because if you think about what a relationship or a marriage or like a partnership truly is, that is two people agreeing to accomplish goals together. Yeah. Everything else is debatable. 
And so let's say the 45 year old in this situation already has their career established and they're kind of hunkering down and just want to invest into their 401ks and wait out the next decade or two. The 20 something year old person they have barely got their footing. They barely know what performance reviews at work are. Maybe they're not in the line of work they want yet. Maybe they don't know if they want kids or not quite yet. And they have a lot of exploring and figuring out to do. And that misalignment in vibe, in energy, in pursuit just leads to more challenges that can fray relationships. And so that's why I personally would advise against it because those things would arise most likely. And I said what I said. I can't say that I disagree and I won't say that I disagree, (laughs) but I'll be more general with it and say that I have a soft cap at like, I'll say like 27. Situationally. 27 is when you can start dating up or like older people can date. 27 year olds if they want to i guess and it like again it's a situational thing there are some 27 year olds that have their shit together and Mm -hmm. they're they're also contributing to their 401k or they at least know what they're doing and they have a direction and maybe they find somebody who's in line with that but they're 40 or something like that like i understand that that's a situational thing but i will say i have a hard stance at like 30 it's fine. Like people can date once you're 30, you can date whatever, whatever age you want up. You can't date down. I don't think you can yeah. date below like yeah. 28. If you're past like 30 or anything like that, just because it makes me less uncomfortable yeah. what you're talking about, but I still stand by as no, far as like I a just, long-term relationship. Yeah. I see that that could be difficult, like more, like you would just have to agree to the terms that the likelihood of difficulties is elevated, has a higher exponent with that level of difference that you come to the table with. I completely understand. I think like, again, 28 is a soft agreement, but 30 is like, that's when you for (laughs) sure. You keep crawling. Like every time I make a point, you've crawled up like a year. (laughs) No, I'm I'm sorry. So like. (laughs) (laughs) Make your final you keep i lost my train of thought i'm sorry no that's okay i would say that you are you're not as vulnerable guaranteed you're no longer vulnerable for like a power dynamic yeah but like at 26 in some situations you are also not as vulnerable if you're determined to know what you want to do that's all i'm saying i agree with you now with that being said these two characters one is very obviously taking advantage (laughs) of the other yeah um it is played up for laughs i think a lot of the times and maybe that should be the next thing we talk about which is like the idea that's commonly talked about in the movie about maddie being like a man eater Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about kind of the promiscuity or promiscuousness of that character yeah so it's established relatively early on that like the guy who towed her car guy she bumps into at the bar Mm -hmm. and just like random people she is clearly hooked up with a lot of the locals around town she's been around yeah and what we don't know until we get to know her more is maybe why yeah and you know, her motivations seem to be pretty clear that she wants to stay in the house she is, she needs to make money, but she's not being super responsible. We do learn that she has daddy issues. Yeah, yep. Um, And she has a lot of anger, especially built up because her dad 
has a family somewhere else and he was summering there and that is how she was conceived is not by a local but mm-hmm. a visitor who is rich and has a family somewhere else interesting i never made that connection that's totally yeah. true though yeah um and basically like her family was bought off by the guy right they he bought them the house that she's currently right. living in yeah so obviously that adds a layer of resentment towards the folks with the money bags mm-hmm. um but yeah, I feel like it's clear to me that in this movie, she is acting out through like promiscuous sexual behavior, like one night stands and like meaningless sex and things because she is filling a void. Yeah. You think that's it? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, we we touched on this a little bit in one of our previous episodes as far as like things humans do to cope like coping mechanisms and slash addictions coping and mechanisms and self-love yeah and i feel like in the case of emotionless sex or just frequency with like random people who like admittedly she mentions in the movie they're like she doesn't even like the people she's having sex with Mm -hmm. and it's i don't think at any point in the movie we see her really mentally struggling with that aspect. So there, there's no, no... she seems to know what she's doing. Right. But that doesn't mean we can't acknowledge that acting in that behavior could be not necessarily right or wrong, but a little signal to yourself that you might be detaching and avoiding from your human experience and your actual overall goals. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah. So I came to the same conclusion myself. I don't want to comment too much on women's sexuality. That's not anything I'm necessarily comfortable. Yeah. Uh, throwing my thing in, but I I agree. What's What's interesting, actually, I kind of want to do a side tangent is, um, somehow I wish I knew, I wish I knew, but the, um, a YouTuber I stumbled across, she actually has a podcast. She just would sit on a couch in a corner and just talk about her feelings like sure. a journal. And one of the things she ha- did a whole episode on was her um, kind of relationships in her early 20s and her promiscuous behavior in college and like sleeping around sure. and how she regretted it basically because oh. she equated to it being so obvious to society that like her worth was what she could give and it was like an added layer of people pleasing yeah and it actually ended up breaking her heart very heavily i think two times with some situationships she was Mm. in or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and i think that was the first time i had seen someone go from a sex positive mentality to actually getting to the root of some of the the reasons or the shame or the you know yeah the actual feelings behind why someone would be you know doing that or having sex so often so i thought that's interesting it kind of reminded me of this because you know through maddie's character evolution we kind of learned that she not that she would stop or regret her behavior per se and i think it's a good move for the movie to not shame her for it but she, you can tell she's moving away from that behavior because she's healing some things within I think, herself. Yeah, it's it's a lot about the character Maddie. I feel like learns a lot about herself throughout the film and her relationship with Percy. And I feel like one of them is that maybe she does like to love a different way. And Percy shows her this much softer side instead of yeah. this like very hungry, uh, lustful action that she normally gets from men. And 
when she's having uh, kind of a attempted one night stand with some guy, she starts asking him some personal questions. Not even personal, like where <laughs> he lives, and he like freaks out. Yeah. Um, and it's like super. It's like a huge issue, yeah. and then she starts noticing that change in herself, and then begins to understand what she likes and starts standing up for it. So, yeah, I think that is a very connected piece mm-hmm. the youtuber that you brought and i feel like so i don't know if i have a ton more personal takeaways from the movie except like my main one is i feel like this movie was the battle of generations in my mind because the gen x generation is shown through the parents and so gen x i just did a quick google before the podcast is 1965 through 1980 born Americans and then millennials are 1981 through 96 and then Gen Z is 97 through uh, 2012 Mm -hmm. and in the movie the parents are very clearly Gen X Jennifer Lawrence or sorry Maddie is the millennial and then Percy is a Gen Z and I feel like in all three of those generations through these characters we can see the desires of each generation Mm -hmm. so for Gen X they're like helicopter parents they were raised by you know baby boomers and they're really anxious about everything and they want everything to be perfect and they you know received all this like generational wealth through you know how the boomers got through everything and you know they're trying to make the perfect child and they have a gen z child well the millennial is like trying to find her way (laughs) you know stuck between generations and I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting how we could see the motivations of like gig economy work millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked how they talked about like, well, they didn't talk about, but they showed Gen Z, which I really liked the character Percy. Like he was very sweet. Yes. Yeah. So there were some kind of magical moments um, that made me really like his character a lot more and kind of respect the Gen Z folks was like, his parents through their ad basically and through meeting um maddie basically explaining our kid is a shut-in he only plays video games he's super shy he plays piano but won't play for anyone and we know he's a virgin and we know he's not very social and we're really worried about him and we need you to date him and have sex with him so that he can have this awakening and find his self and feel brave and empowered to go to college and it turns out once the millennial who is kind of a free spirit starts, you know, pity dating or what would you call it? Pay dating. <laughs> the, dating. Yeah. The, the Gen <laughs> Z guy, she learns that he's like really sensitive and mm-hmm. he, she like basically threatens him into playing piano at, at one of their dates at one yeah. point. And he's like really good. And he plays the uh, song man eater and it's like a good callback and he plays it really well. And there were a couple times where he specifically asked questions to her about herself where he was really showing his genuine interest in who she was yeah. and like what she wanted from life. And so even though he was a shut in a little bit and played a lot of video games and most of his friends were online, we learned a lot of that was stemmed from some bullying he had had in his childhood, which you know, you could argue the parents could maybe help him get through some of that without 
hiring him a dating prostitute basically um but i thought it was really interesting how the millennial and gen z when they dated and kind of came together they both kind of equalized a little bit and they learned something from each other yeah i think it was indicative of their relationship i don't know how much of it i i generally could contribute to their generation um but i know that like them two as characters and people uh, definitely tended to fill kind of the the voids that the other one had. Yep. They kind of seemed to to grow with each other. And ultimately, I think like the way the film ended too is like they are better off being friends. Like they are, um, they obviously really like each other. Um, they kind of match each other's vibes. They're like two puzzle pieces uh, right next to each other, and they they make one whole. And I thought that was really sweet and really uh, really well done. I actually really liked their relationship to be completely honest i mean it it was problematic with the age thing but i felt like percy eventually warmed up to her craziness and she finally kind of crazy down (laughs) a little bit and i just felt like they were both better because of it it was kind of like what we were talking about with 500 days of summer which Mm. is like you kind of need people in your life to mess up with to mess up with and learn some more about which is probably I mean, honestly, like the Gen Xers, as you put them, the parents of Percy are probably playing 3D chess because they know that. And ultimately what they wanted did happen. Yeah. Which is that Percy did come out of his shell. Maddie even came out of her shell. She grows and moves on as a character. And everybody walks home happy at the end of the day. And yes, we all had to go through like difficult emotions and deal with things that we didn't want to at the time, but we all walked away a better person. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, but yeah, I don't, I agree, but also like definitely can't get past how uncomfortable it makes me that the parents did that and it is so not okay. And if I found out my parents hired me someone to date, I don't think I would ever talk to them ever again for the rest of my life. I, I understand. (laughs) Do you, do you have any, like, (laughs) do you have any favorite scenes from like the movie? Well, the, so this is a comedy like a raunchy rom-com. I'm surprised we haven't talked about a lot of the scenes. <laughs> There's a lot of really good, funny scenes. The in one this that movie. stands out is you get a full nude Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and a good like thirty <laughs> or forty-five seconds of just full nude <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. And uh, the reason why it is actually the funniest scene of the whole movie mm-hmm. is coming from me. I. I'm a relatively private kind of prudish person, admittedly. I like it that way. That's just my preference. Um, And that goes for movies too. Frankly, I'm not the biggest fan of like a ton of unnecessary nudity just for nudity's sake. Yeah. Um, but in the case of this movie, it is a very sexual movie. Like it is clear the parents it is very raunchy. want her to have sex with their son. And so she is outwardly trying to seduce him through skinny dipping and blah, blah, blah. So what unfolds on their first <laughs> actual outing together is <clears throat> she takes him out on a date to the bar and then they go skinny dipping and they're full on like they strip and you don't see Jennifer Lawrence naked. And I, I had a little internal sigh of relief. I'm like, Phew, okay, good. Like <laughs> respect, go girl. Meanwhile, I was waiting cause I knew it was a hard R movie. <laughs> right. Which gosh, I didn't realize. And yeah. then they both run into the water and I thought, okay, they're going to pan and we're going to see her butt. Like she's okay with maybe us seeing her butt. And that yeah. doesn't happen. You hear like the splash of the water and mm-hmm. we still don't see her naked. I was like, woohoo, cool. 
and then they're swimming around uh skinny dipping like he's anxious about it and she's still trying to like literally bang him in the water pretty much and then three teenage hooligans run up and like threaten to steal their clothes and pick them up and start running away and jennifer lawrence full nude sprints out of the ocean (laughs) and starts beating the heck (laughs) out of these three drunk teenagers (laughs) and this is her nude scene where like the ladies who know know when you're running around naked there's boobies flapping everywhere (laughs) she's like kicking people and punching people and like she body slams someone yeah suplex is a dude it was hilarious all nude and Mm -hmm. i was scream laughing because i was so uncomfortable but like it's never i don't think i've ever seen anything like that in film before it was so unexpected i thought they were gonna do a like oh we're gonna see jennifer lawrence walking up to them nude at most yeah you know full gen full nude superstar like that's all that we were gonna get and then it would zoom in on the kid's face in the water and he was like reacting to like them fighting or something like that but no it was like ufc up in there she does pocket sand she she gets punched in the vag one time really hard (laughs) she's like screaming at somebody and then she's getting like choked out and then like suplexes that guy and she's like curb stop it god it was so funny (laughs) it was hilarious so i mean of all things, like if I'm going to watch nudity in a movie, yeah. I, I felt like it was very empowering because the rest of the movie, she was not nude ever again. You no. don't see her boobs. It was never sexualized. Butt, nothing like you never see. Yeah. Her naked body sexualized. It's only when she's in a full out nude battle beating up three children. And I don't know, like because I remember in the movie, too. Because I was so taken aback, it was like a flashbulb moment. Because I'm like, whoa, Jennifer Lawrence is put on screen. But like when she was walking up, I swear to God, they chose the three smallest actors on the planet yeah. to be the kids because she looked fucking huge. Yeah. She was like, she looked jacked. an Amazonian woman. Yeah, she was yeah. like towering over these kids and just <laughs> beat the shit out of them. She it looked was like so if, funny. If Adam and Eve, she Eve walked out of the water and was yeah. there to kick some demons. But Ab's but- been doing. Or Ab- <laughs> adam eve's been doing squats for like 40 years it's it's insane yeah um so i thought that was was funny and a little bit relieving because as a as a woman who keeps those things private to myself when i see actresses go full nude for a tv show i tend to be concerned you know what that means for our society if they have to trade their privacy for the Mm -hmm. coin which Mm -hmm. if people choose to do that that is obviously their choice and i support them but i also get a little bit nervous of like what if they regret that but in this case i feel like it very well could have been a body double too like a stunt double like fighting but the like the raunchiness of fighting naked and how hard she was fighting like sumo level attacks on people i just thought it was funny i like genuinely it was kind of scary to watch like it was incredibly (laughs) badass i thought it was so cool yeah i thought it was cool a good way to show some nudity without over sexualizing someone which i I appreciate a movie i'm gonna have everybody naked fighting it's gonna (laughs) be sick yep um any other favorite scenes or anything um well the piano scene is a good one it's really sweet the man eater one was so cute um i feel like the final scene where she like adopts the puppy and she's like on her way to california and it it, it's everyone's grown uh from them everyone's been forgiven and stuff it was so cool and then Mm -hmm. the few action scenes too uh where 
Percy is like riding on top of the car oh, totally yeah. naked, which is so funny. <laughs> it happens right after she beats ass. Um, she like drives away and he's naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that was so funny. I don't, yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. I, I thought the movie was a good time. It was kind of a, you don't have to think about it too hard. It was just kind of a tight little package. Yeah, here's my rating. Sorry oh, to sure, sure, interrupt. Sure. But I, you just got me inspired to mention to people, I don't think this is one is worth seeing in theaters. Like, give mm-hmm. it some time, wait, and watch it at home, where in your own privacy you can watch Jennifer Lawrence flap around and beat people up. Flapjacks. Flapjacks. The kid's face or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I would, personally, I'm not like a super fan like i wasn't raised on the raunchy rom-coms like i was more hence my prudish behavior mm-hmm. okay it's just who i am i would rate this movie a 5.5 whoa i know that's low it is you really were low. scream laughing in the theater it, I, you were making other people laugh by how hard you were laughing well that's just who i am i'm uh-huh. a loud person sometimes when but jack I, gets uncomfortable she yes. gets hiccups and giggles like <laughs> nobody believes and she starts scream laughing if yeah. it gets to be too much and it was hilarious yeah for me like definitely for this podcast i can pull together you know my opinions on age gaps and mm-hmm. kind of some of the flaws i saw in the generational things that were going on in the movie but it's just not my cup of tea I wouldn't pay to see it in theaters. I'm sure it's going to come to a streaming service in plenty of months. It seems like it would be the type. And uh, it's just it's just not my style. I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think because she is such a phenomenal actress, any role she plays is good and like heartwarming or funny or crazy. Like yeah. she just plays whatever character she is so well. So if you like Jennifer Lawrence, definitely see the movie. You um, know what's crazy is I think the last movie I saw Jennifer Lawrence in was Mother wow that was a while ago i feel like yeah it's been a long time yeah she's made anything between now and then i i don't know if i've seen it yeah so yeah that's my rating i think 5.5 yeah i yeah that's it for me wow what would you give it well um i will say i'm gonna go more the other route um i thought it was it was just the kind of movie i like and enjoy to watch i thought it was funny i thought the jokes landed i genuinely laughed out loud multiple times even when other people weren't laughing yeah i noticed you yeah "Yeah, (laughs) in the front row probably said like a goober um but like i don't know i like i said i felt like it was kind of a dumb fun movie you don't have to think too hard about it, but I, I do feel like you could think more deeply about it. Like I felt like I had a lot of commentary on like classism and like the gentrification, but also mm-hmm. like self love and improving yourself and kind of getting over your own problems. It's shown that even though um, Maddie and Percy are from different uh, demographic backgrounds and uh, class backgrounds and even generational backgrounds that they have a lot that they can relate on. And it, it goes to show that if you can kind of like be vulnerable with people, you can find common ground. Yeah. And I felt like that was done really nice and tastefully. Um, and I just, again, I, I just, I love a funny movie. That's actually funny. And I feel like we don't get those nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. This one's pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. So I yeah. will walk away with, I think I was going to do an eight. Whoa. I was a little surprised by your 5.5. I'm trying to be more honest. I'm trying to be more honest and less scared with yeah. my reviews as we go. Cause I noticed we were doing so many like between 7.5 and 9.5s and even tens where I'm like, you know what? There's some, like, we saw Spider-Man. I'd give that a five. 
I don't know what you gave that before. I think you gave it like a seven. Well, we didn't actually review it, did we? I no. don't know. No, I don't think we did. Actually. No, we didn't yeah. review it, but marlo i'd give a zero. Oh god maybe a one because so i like the music but but yeah this isn't my cup of tea so if y'all want to get to know me you well, need to know my actual reviews and i would give this a 5.5 see it if you're bored and want to watch a rom-com that's raunchy and i would wait till it's streaming i was gonna give it an eight okay i think i will give it a seven and that kind of makes me sad i don't know why but you, why? you've kind of convinced me i don't know i don't know you don't have to love the listen the rotten tomatoes was a 68 and the audience was 88 so yeah. i think you and i are the example not that i'm saying i'm a critic but what i'm saying is someone who's coming at it maybe from like the intellectual trying to be tasteful blah 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 i'm not in this gentleman's agreement where i take it at face value whereas if you find a lot of comfort and nostalgia which knowing you yeah, this movie does that. I know. Feel it, comfortable it, it, rating it how you want to rate. For me, but I also I do have to be more realistic, and it, especially like moving forward with these movie reviews, is like I need to quit giving out so many sevens, eights, and nines, and I need to be a little bit more critical. With that being said, I am gonna stick. I think I'm gonna go up to like a seven point five because it's it's I think a that's it's fair. a movie that makes me happy. I was laughing and giggling the Here's whole time. Here's my question. Would you watch it again? Warm. I would watch it again. Really? Yeah, I would. Wow. Not I would I. probably watch it with friends. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought there was jokes and things that I'm going to quote. There was one scene where she opens the door to <laughs> Percy's nanny, um, who was like a super douche to her. And she, without skipping a beat, says, okay, let's get it over. My name is so-and-so, and I'm a registered... Like, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. Anyway, I thought one. Jennifer Lawrence's delivery on all the jokes was so good. Mm-hmm. And I just... I love to see movies like this. And honestly, too, based on the reviews and... Um, not reviews, excuse me. The previews that we were watching. I think we should watch a few scary movies here pretty soon. Because those are those are looking pretty good yeah as long as you promise to come home from work very swiftly because i work from home and that would be scary to be alone too much (laughs) (laughs) but um i would say until next time those are our reviews for uh for yeah yeah and thank you for listening to ticket talk where we encourage you to make your relationships the best movies of your life Bye. bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Ticket Talk. Make sure to join us next week when we discuss a new movie that we're either going to love or hate. And if you want to join the debate, we are on Instagram at Ticket Talk Pod. Each week we plan to put out two episodes, one without spoilers and one with spoilers, so you can decide if you want to see these movies too. We look forward to talking to you next time. Bye! Bye.